from Chronic to Collapse, Town and Into Now, respectively. This is Are You Talking REM Remi, the comprehensive and encyclopedic compendium of all things REM. This is good rock and roll uh, music. Welcome back. Adam is doing paradiddles on the air drums. <laughs> uh, welcome back to the show. Uh, we uh, have not done an episode in a bit of time, but we are back now. Welcome to the, uh, uh, I would say, the one of the major REM-centric podcasts in North America, certainly, uh, if not the United States. Uh, are we... Just sorry, can I jump in here for a second? Yeah, by the way, this is my co-host Adam Scott. Uh my name is Scott Ackerman and uh hi, you hi know everybody. you know him from television yeah. and occasionally Listen. movies. You know sure. me from movies cuz I just directed one. Blah blah blah. <laughs> Fine. My my I I I just have a question. Can I turn uh where are the vault? Down down by your penis. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Don't mind if I Stop do. Stop fiddling with that and start fiddling with that. Um uh, How's that? This better? This a better level for you? You have to turn it to the right in order to turn it up. You turn it to the left in order to turn it down. So down would be on the left. Uh, can you hold you on. can remember that by can by you go back to the beginning on that one. Okay, you have to turn it up to the right, upright. So that's that's like when I wake I am, up in the morning, I sit upright. upright. Yes, you are sitting upright. Sitting. All right, down to the left. So down left. So when you go to sleep, you go down left. You want me to go to sleep right now? Yes. Uh, all right. You brought your bedroll with you. What is it? What kind of noises does he make when he goes to sleep? Are you saying to shut up or are you just saying sha, sha, sha? Oh, my God. I think Adam has night terrors. <laughs> Whoa, sorry, did I fall asleep? There? You fell asleep, yeah, yeah. Do you not remember the last thing that we talked about right before you fell asleep? You said, should I fall asleep? And I said, yes. No, I don't remember that. You don't remember that. I do remember you saying should, but that was all. <laughs> so anytime anyone says the word should, you're out. out like a light. I am out. You said the word should, by the way. Ah! <laughs> Wake up! <laughs> did I fall asleep again? You did fall asleep, yeah. Mm. I'm going to try not to say that word. Please don't. Yeah, hopefully, especially the while I'm driving. Don't call me and just say that word. <laughs> um, so we have not done an episode. Oh, sorry. My question was: Are we in the American Southwest? <laughs> I believe the podcast reaches the American Southwest. No, yes. but are we physically in the American Southwest? Huh, that's a good question. Um, Should we call up our lifeline and get? Well, an hold answer? on. Let me. Yeah, uh, let me uh, call up my lifeline, Siri. Hold on. Are we in the American? Southwest? Here's what I found. Okay, here's what she found. The American Southwest, are we running dry? That's a YouTube video. Let's check it out. <laughs> All right, here we go. Let's check it out. Are we running dry? I'm going to tap to unmute that. What do you say? All right, here we go. This is a, a Vegas PBS. Oh, what a wonderful noise to start a video with. It's a great start. Yeah. 
Okay, anytime something fades up on credits that take five seconds, you know this video is going to be long. Just judging from the music, this is going to be a, these are, a serious subject matter. These are white titles on, on a black background, by the way. And they're fading in and out so long. Look, I don't have time for this. Are we running dry? Can you just make a video that's three seconds and says yes or no? Yes or no. Are we running dry? Oh, God. Well, I loved it. The video? Yes. <laughs> I'm going to make that call. I thought it was great. Call your children. Let them know that they need to reserve all of tonight to watch a new video. Guys, I've got our night planned out for us. I know you're 13 and 11. This is perfect for you. Bye. <laughs> um, what? Uh, what's a good night out like? What do you? What does everyone like to eat in your household? Oh, if you were to order, if you yeah. were to order from from anywhere, this where, is a great question. Yeah. Um, you know what? It's four people and two dogs, right? Four people, two dogs. So, dog food? You all eat dog food? We love dog food. Whole Foods. I don't know if you've you've been there before. It's a grocery store. Whole Foods. This is sells donuts, bagels. It's all holes. And so for dogs, they make special dog bagels. Wow. And they're delicious. Tog bagels. Tog bagels. That's right. They call them tog bagels. Tog bagels. Because the guy, his name was Tog, and he loved dogs. (laughs) Was it simply Tog like Madonna or Cher? That's right. Tog. Tog. Yeah, it was actually his initials. Oh, it was an acronym for his initials. Oh, wow. So what was his actual name? Thomas Osoff. Gratian. Thomas Osof Gratian. Great what, guy. What an interesting guy. It's he's, he's he sounds a, great just from his name. Right. He's dead. Oh. He well, how did he how did he die? He suffocated. Autoerotic asphyxiation. Yeah. Whoa. He was having sex with Wait, wait he was, so it wasn't auto, it was just erotic asphyxiation? That's right. Wow, that's the way to go. The autoerotic asphyxiation. That's, Auto just means you're by yourself. Yeah, I believe right. so. Yeah, no, this was. It's like a, automatic for the people means autoerotic <laughs> asphyxiation for the people. Um, no, this was this was it was his dying wish um, to get this line of dog bagels out there into the world. <laughs> so he had not. No, he had not released happened. them. It was just a dream of his. Wow, and he told the. Um, other that was in the room that he was engaged. The other? Well, I don't want to. It's not my business who he was engaging in. Okay, but like intercourse, a f- with. like a fuck buddy. Well, I, I wouldn't even want to. I'm not going to go there. Oh, okay. Uh, if if you like, I put that in quotes. Yeah, no, I heard the quotes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, so while he, he was, it was a dog. He was having sex with a dog. He was trying to, yeah. While suffocating himself? Yeah. And he told the dog he wanted to, to make some dog babels. Babels. And he called them babels. <laughs> so they're dog babels? Yeah. I think it was so because he was suffocating that it, he pronounced it babels instead of bagels. So he has like a belt around his neck having sex with the dog. Trying to. Trying to. And he tells the dog, I want a line of dog bagels yeah. called Tog Babels. <laughs> and the dog. And I want them sold at Whole Foods. H O L E. He expires. Yeah. Unexpectedly. And the dog puts it into action somehow? The dog made it happen. Wow. He kept his 
his word. What a story. Yeah. Wow. Tog. No, the whole story is on each package. Whole of, story. Uh, <laughs> it of is. Babels <laughs> with, that you with pictures. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it's told entirely <laughs> by pictures. Wordless cartoon. That's right. Wow. What an amazing story. And I gotta, they call it the whole story. <laughs> they do. I got to go to Whole Foods. Check this out. Get some Tog Babels. So that's what my family eats. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Welcome uh, back to the show. We are, um, this is a, a podcast devoted to the music of R.E.M. exclusively. We do not talk nothing, about anything else. Nothing else. <laughs> nothing else but the music of R.E.M. Coming up a little later on the show. I mean, let me just tell you what this show uh, is devoted to. This is an episode devoted to... The 25th anniversary of R.E.M.'s seminal album, and I don't even want to say the title of it, I'll just play some of it. That's right, it's that album with the frightening orange... Halloween-inspired cover, and the title that I don't, don't want to say. say it. Needless to say, this episode, I wanted to get it out in time for Halloween. Yeah. <sighs> All Hallows' Eve. We had a, that conversation, like, should we get the episode out for mm-hmm. Halloween? And I, we, I had to end the conversation we, because you were so frightened. We were too frightened. Yeah. It was like a— Well, uh, you, were, you were frightened. Well, you're brave. Thank you. I appreciate you saying that. Out of, like, the two of us, we have a partnership because we have different strengths, different weaknesses. That's right. Uh, You're the brave one. Mm -hmm. Um, You're the handsome one. Mm -hmm. You're the successful one. Mm -hmm. And I'm the one. you're the scaredy cat. (laughs) I'm the scaredy cat, and I'm the one who had a podcast studio. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Adam, we're going to be talking about uh, the the reissue, the— Monster 25, I believe That's they right. call it. Uh, That's right. Five, uh, actually six-disc six set. A lot uh, of one discs. Is, one is uh, uh, a DVD. Yeah, you call them DVs. In standard definition, or is it a Blu-ray? I didn't even look. I think it's a uh, is it, It's a blue. I think it's, it's a, a BR. BR. Um, we're going to be talking about this frightening, frightening album and everything that's that's involved. We also are going to be playing clips from our conversation with two of the members, R.E.M. themselves. Yeah. Mike Miller, Mm -hmm. whom we have spoken to on the show before. Yep. And a person we have not spoken to on the show before. Michael Stipend. The, the the mics themselves. The M's. We, they're in a hurry. They're busy. Uh, international... Rock stars, sure. Rock and roll. How, how busy they are. They rock broke and roll up personality. They're, they're not really doing anything. Well, they were busy when we were. They're busy on the day. On the day. On were, the day that we met them, they said they were busy. They were juggling lots of work, different family, scary one duties. Right. Two Scots, two mics. It's a lot like what's happening in this room right now. That's right. <laughs> but that's we're going to be playing clips from our conversation a little later on the show. Yeah. Uh, so uh, stick around. We will be talking about REM exclusively on the show. A lot of fun. A lot of fun. We'll tell you everything that happened when we went to uh, a different town, not in the American Southwest, in order to meet up with those guys 
and talk about Monster 25. But before we get to that, Adam, it's <clears throat> we're definitely in the thicket of awards season right now. What are you doing during? Are you taking vacation? What do you do <laughs> for awards season? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know, but I went and saw The Irishman. We were just talking about that. Did you read Martin Scorsese's uh, Scorsese? Did you read his comments about Marvel movies? I could not agree more. I saw the initial comments, but I did not read the Follow-up editorial. I love this conversation. Just keeps going and going and going and going and going and going. I love it. Let's keep talking about this subject. Wait a minute. I think this, this is an episode. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Definitely if I love films. Everyone, welcome to I Love Films. This is Scott. And this is Scott. And we are talking, of course, for another episode. We never deviate from the topic. We are talking about films. 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 Sell you Lloyd. Hold up. Hold up. Not movies. No. Not flicks. Oh, don't even say the word flicks to me unless you're talking about Netflix, in which case they did release The Irishman, but I don't know. Not, I, you know what? What's that? I saw it. Where'd you see it? On Netflix? I, no, sir. No fucking way. NFW. I, I saw it in a movie theater. That's on a celluloid. Film Thank you very isn't much. It, isn't it ironic that you see a film in a movie theater? I know. And you know what? It bugs me. They should change the names to film theaters. A film theater. Or That's a right. film auditorium. An auditorium or a, a, a building film. A build, a build film, build film, a B film. If you have to shorten it, or because we have such you busy can call lives, it a BM. If you want, sure, call it a BM. Call it taking a shit. <laughs> <laughs> I have three words for you, Adam. Take a shit. <laughs> three other words. Okay. Se, ne, ma. Put those together. What do you have? I don't know. I've okay. never tried. All right. It's, well, we'll do that after it's too, the show. It's too tough. We'll do it after the show. But let me tell you, uh, Martin, thanks for your words about Marvel movies. So, Very important. We got we got his take on these. Will you summarize for me and tell me what it was in the follow-up editorial that was – because Martin Scorsese Scas is – Oh, Scorsese. Scorsese. Is one of the great filmmakers. One of the greats. Let's list I'm him. I'm going out on a limb. Let's here. list him. Skorskaski? Yep. Capala? Mm hmm. Mm, Tarantin Tarantino? Tarantino. Tarantino? Yeah. Uh, did you mention Capola? Capola. I got Capola. Uh, who else? I don't. I'm trying to think of anyone well, else who's ever directed some a film. Newer editions that are certainly building up a tasty resume. Hmm. Um, Christ. Christ? Nowlin? Christ Nowlin. Christopher Nowlin. Is that how? I, I believe that's the yes. correct pronunciation. All and I guess, hey, all wonderful white men. Yes. <laughs> oh, great. Older <laughs> Wonder, white gentlemen. Older white men making wonderful films. We need more and more of those. I wondered. I what, You know what? Back when I was growing up, you had the wonderful films of Skorskowski. Raging Bull, yeah. Taxi Driver. Oh, you know who else is out there? The Joker himself. What a film. Yeah. What a film. Todd Phillips. Oh, Todd Phillips. Todd Phillips finally made a film. Hey. Yeah, he'd made movies yeah, before. This is a film. This is Scott. a film. That camera was shaking around. I haven't seen it. 
But I can tell that I can tell was it was moving. shaky. Taxi, oh, taxi Spike drive. Lee, I would add to that. He's not an older white gentleman. Then I wouldn't put him on the list. Okay. <laughs> taxi driver meets king of comedy meets a smile. What do you got? Wow. The Joker himself. Did you see the Joker? Oh yeah, masterpiece. Okay, masterpiece. That that main character was was so tortured. You know what? I'm gonna. I might be coining a phrase here, mm. making some news. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna call him an anti-hero. And I meaning, think that's an intriguing meaning the antithesis of a hero. Yes, and put him at the center of a movie. I've never even and thought then see of that. What happens? I've never thought of that. That is an incredible idea for a film. I always wondered when I was growing up. You have these movies: Taxi Driver, R- Raging Bull, wonderful Skarsgårdsky movies. And then I would look at Iron Man, and I would say. I wonder what Skorskowski thinks of Iron Man. Yeah. Will I ever find out? It took decades. Now you me. know. Now I know what he thinks of Iron Man. Old Shellhead. <laughs> Is that what you call Iron Man? That's what, I mean, so that's wait, his tell nickname. Me, tell me what he said in the uh, in the editorial. I don't know. I didn't read it. Okay. All right. That's I Love Film. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Good but I will say that the Irishman is terrific. Yeah. Ick. What is it like a sequel to Pete's Dragon? Um yes. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, why I they're set in Ireland, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um what else uh this this is probably our final episode before the end of now, the wait, year. When yeah, was what? the last time we made an episode? Um uh, I don't even know. When was it? Was it the end of the Ezra year last year? Oh yeah, it was probably was with Ezra. April. Oh, let's talk about it. Yeah, pop music. Um, we we went to uh, see Ezra, our yeah. former guest, friend yeah. of the show. Yeah, uh, we went to go see him at the Hollywood Bowl. Yeah, it was an impressive show, and, and a, uh, a really great show. And I gotta say. Uh, we were about five days out from the show and I was hoping we would go and we hadn't talked about it. And, uh, we reached out to Ezra or you reached out to Ezra. Mm -hmm. I don't have his email. Um, and, uh, he hooked us up with tickets and I was like, boy, this is so last minute. We're going to probably be in the back or something like that. Primo Boxo. Primo El Right next to Rashida herself. Chaim was there. They yeah. jumped Chaim. on stage. Chaim jumped on stage. What a show. How about that version of Sunflower? You know, live they call it Stoneflower because it's like a expanded seven minute thing. Yeah. What a great It show. was amazing. I was with um, my, uh, I don't know how else to say this. Well, my partner. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was with my partner and uh, she... Her, she has always been sort of like fine with Vampire Weekend. Yeah, sure. But she came out of it going, oh my God, what yeah. an amazing show. These guys are heavyweights. Yeah. These guys are like Ben Stiller and uh, Judd Apatow. Yep. Heavyweights. That's, that's what she meant by that. <laughs> yeah, I was really impressed. And also at a Hollywood Bowl show filled with young people, you know, the Vampire Weekend audience, and he's playing- Young people. (laughs) Well, younger than us. (laughs) Right. It's not like I felt ancient there, but I was certainly like, oh, I'm older than us. Everyone was like 10 years younger than us, which is not young people necessarily. 10 years younger, is that what I said, or older? 10 years younger. Okay. I know that they're popular with much younger than that. Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, But they were, he's pushing the boundaries of what 
you know, Vampire Weekend is known for, and they're veering into jam. We talked jam about band. it on the last yeah. episode that he was on. He and and to see it put into practice was yeah. was pretty it's impressive. Pretty impressive. We we unfortunately we did not make it there in time for uh, the opening band, which yeah, uh, know, because they yeah. played super early. They played yeah. it. They played it like eleven a.m. Total bummer. And I wanted to get a T-shirt. You know what? We can just get them online. Oh, a T-shirt? Yeah. Nowadays, you can get T-shirts online, right? You can buy them on the internet. Why didn't we try that with U2? Because we don't want to pay for them. I don't think they sell them. They don't sell U2 T-shirts? Uh, oh, okay. Uh, Plus, we don't want to pay for them. No. We deserve that shit. You know, how much money have we put into the coffers of Bono and company? I mean, let's upwards. Let's tally it up. Okay. First record I ever bought from them, Unforgettable Fire. I believe I paid six ninety nine for it. Okay. We'll put that through the uh here. Hold Let's on. Add that up. Okay. First record I bought from them, Joshua Tree. Mm-hmm. Uh how much were was a tape, a cassette tape? Joshua Tree back in nineteen eighty seven. Probably I'm gonna go with seven ninety nine. Okay, seven ninety nine. Put that into my tally. Okay. Are these separate tallies? Separate. Oh shit, hold on. Take all that to make separate. Yeah, I had to. uh, Yeah, I had conjoined them and then I had to separate. Uh, Hold them them apart. Yeah. Um, Okay. So then, let's see. I don't think I ever bought anything else from them. You didn't buy Rattling Hot. You didn't buy Joshua Tree. I didn't buy any of those. Finally, finally at the Madison Square Garden show that we went to uh, about a year ago, I bought a Coke. That was four ninety nine, I believe, at least. Okay, so I have spent six ninety nine plus four ninety nine. Um, Wait, should I get eleven ninety eight? Can we get like. someone to run those numbers? Four ninety six six ninety four nine. I think it's I think like a thousand dollars. We've spent like a thousand dollars on you too. Oh, sorry, I went to see Rattle and Hum in the movie theater. Oh, you did. Yeah. How much was the ticket? Eighty-eight tickets were. Did you see it at the the Dollar Theater or no, did I saw you? It at the Forty First Avenue Playhouse in Santa Cruz. So at that time, <sighs> a matinee or was it a? No, it was nighttime. It was night. How do you know? It was opening night, Friday, uh, Friday night. How do you know it was nighttime? Because uh, I remember that it was dark outside. Oh, the oh, meaning the sun had gone down. Well, oh, um, let's see here. It was, or was fall it the s- the sun obscured in Northern California? It's in maybe the, the sun was behind a tree. No, in the fall it doesn't get dark in Northern California. It doesn't. No, the oh, it's sun like Alaska. Yeah. So um, Insomnia, another great film. Oh yeah, put that in. I paid for a ticket for, to that. Okay. okay, so that goes into the Christopher Nolan. Yeah. Tally. And he's, I'm sure, met um, Bono? Bono or The Edge. So we God, can... what would that meeting be like? Oh, it would be. Do you think he met him? Did he meet you two to star in like Dunkirk or something? Yeah, I, th- I think I think you're right. I think he wanted the four guys from U2 to, to be the stars of Dunkirk. <laughs> I mean, Harry Styles is one of them. Harry Styles is probably well, the second choice. That's be- Yeah, that's because it was supposed Edge to be Larry. Passed. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so look, we spent way too much money on you two. We don't want to buy a fucking t-shirt. No. Give, and these give guys, us a fucking t-shirt. They keep fucking taunting us. I'm sorry, is this an episode of you talking you two to me? I think it is.
from Boy to Boots. Getting them on, that is. This is You Talking You Two to Me, the comprehensive and encyclopedic compendium of all things you two. This is good rock and roll uh, music. Hey, uh, hey! Welcome to the show. I think it's boy to breaking weight. No. Oh, well, it's probably something even different now boy because their their last record was. Uh, did it have a B one? Boy to American Soul. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! It was funny. <laughs> it's pretty good. I think it's Boy to Blackout. Is that what it was? Or Boy to the Book of Your Heart. Because that's the last song on the record. Let's hear Book of Your Heart. Book of Your Heart. Oh, but that's like... It's a it's a an extra bonus track. track. From Boy to Bonus Tracks. This is a pretty good one. Did we talk about this on You Talking You Two to Me? Hey, you two! We're on You right. Talking You Two to Me right now. So let's talk about it. Right this song in particular? Yeah. You put this into words. I don't remember this one. Put this into I what? Think we should An envelope. Proceed. What'd you say, Bono? What? You wanted me alone. Wanted you what? What'd you say? A phone. A phone? Pic- pictures of what? What's the chorus? I don't remember this. What are you saying, Bono? Where you wanna go As the leaf and as the bird Okay, we're a minute into a three-minute song. No, three, sorry, four-minute song. This sounds like something they would maybe just not put on the album. I like it. We don't belong to this world. Kick it! Yeah, that's... Whatever. So far, not no, no uh, chorus. But what, it must have been Blackout then. Boy to Blackout. Must have been Blackout. Let's hear a chorus, though. I think we are right now. This isn't the chorus. It can't be. Oh, shit. He said the title. I bet it is the chorus. All right. Let's put that one. So many great songs on this album. I love this this record. I got to say, the more I listen to it. um, But you two, what are you doing? You putting out something new? You guys have disappeared. Yeah. Listen, what is up with those guys? What's up with those guys? They never call us anymore? It's been a year since they it's been toured. Like a, yeah, it's been. No, a, you know what? They're touring. Uh, I don't care. Japan. All right, now. we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. That was that good. Was, uh, really, that was riveting. Um, a lot of ground. That I mean, it went from <laughs> from boy to, to book of your heart. Out. Um. So, uh, uh, in any case, yeah. yeah, we have not done an episode since Vampire Weekend. So we that was that. six months ago. That was so that was a while ago, but that was really that was really fun. Um, I want to say that we got a letter. Oh no, you know what? We did an episode from Clusterfest. That was our last episode. You're right, because uh, that is germane to what the that letter that I June. just received. June is busting out all over, all over the meadows and the hills. Hey, hey, hey. We uh, we get letters did occasionally. You see the Irishman. <laughs> 
We get letters occasionally, and this comes to us from uh, our good friends at uh, uh, Dead Letter Office, who we talked about on the the last episode. Yeah, and you know, you know what I appreciate about this? Appreciate, appreciate. You know what I appreciate? <laughs> hey, I appreciate. appreciate. Oh. You've, you've seen the Irishman too many times. <laughs> um, Aren't they hey, all get some get some bread and dip it in the sauce? Aren't they all Italians in that movie? Except for one guy who happens to be an uh, Irishman. An oh, Irishman. don't spoil anything. No, I just did. Okay. Uh, they, they wrote a letter. They wrote a real letter. They wrote a, a real piece. letter. Creeple I mean, that paper up in the microphone, I got, Scott. I, there's no sound like that. There it is. You're well, not going to get that fireplace. sound from a phone. You'll get it from a fireplace. Oh, right. You're right. Um, I will say... It wasn't like they went out and bought some good stationery or anything. This no, is like this is like was, lined paper that has the uh, serrated edge on the left hand. Like they tore it out of a, a, a you know a notebook. Uh, it's roughly got, torn, <laughs> roughly torn, and, and they didn't you know like, like how when you cut off the crusts on uh, toast, do that if you tear out a piece of paper. Yeah, and, this is messy. This edge right here. Yeah. It's it's, gr- it's, it's gross to look at. Quite frankly. It's gross. Anyway, they wrote us a nice uh, letter thanking us for the uh, uh, for what we talked about on the last episode, and uh, then sent us a lot of nice REM bootleg yeah, CDs. Really cool. Uh, so thanks to those guys. They are uh, if you have a chance to go see them uh, out there touring, uh, please do. They are, are the uh, world's premier REM cover band. Yeah. Uh, I would say so. Uh, Always a good time seeing Dead Letter Office, yeah. although I have not seen them. Well, you have. I mean, I've, I saw them play a couple of songs with us, but I haven't seen yeah. a full show. But that was a. They were great. They were great. I just don't know personally. I don't know whether they play as many songs as they played with us, like four, and then they kind of run out of steam and they're like tired. Yeah, I mean, and they're panting and they're like. <laughs> they told. Okay. They told us backstage that the four songs they played with us was like. Three more than they usually play. Their shows <laughs> really? are really Yeah, they strong. were tired. They all fell asleep backstage. <laughs> they did. But Mike Mills, or Mike Miller, uh, just last week when we were doing the thing, he talked about how great Dead Letter Office is. Yes, we, they, but yes. So uh, they were, uh, and we'll talk about this when we talk about our experience with them, but uh, we mentioned that we had just did this, and yeah. uh, Mike Miller uh, talk, had played with them once yeah. before and talked about how great they are. So, uh, yeah, no shit. That's what I just said. Fuck. Just wanted to reiterate it. Okay. Um, anything else before we uh, go to a break here? I don't think so, bro. That's it. I think I'm ready to break it up and get back in. Let's stick a let's stick, stick a knife up our butt. <laughs> let's stick a knife up our butt. When we come back, we are going to be talking about the new reissue of I don't even want to say Don't say it. It's too frightening. I can't say it, but we will be talking about it when we come back. This is Are You Talking REM? Remy. We'll be right back. Remy. Welcome back to Are You Talking R.E.M. Remy? It's a nice, happy song to come back in on. Well, I wanted to come back on this because since our last episode, R.E.M. released this. Yeah. This is the the uh, version of Fascinating, which we had talked about on a previous episode, that uh, they... Why did they put this out? It was uh, for... 
hurricane relief or something? Hurricane relief, yeah. I, I bought it and the hurricane stopped. Yeah. It was, it's like magic. <laughs> <laughs> but I was, because they, they made a big deal about it never having been released before, but it was on that. Yeah, I think it was on the the. the Pro, the promo. Oh, it was okay. Well, this this version has never been released before. Sounded the same to me, but I don't know. Well, clean your fucking ears out. Yeah, I guess you're right. Um, welcome back to the show. We are talking about um, the 25th anniversary of Harium's uh, 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 proto grunge. Not it's not even proto grunge because it was came out after grunge, <laughs> post grunge. Mid-grunge? Oh, yeah. Mid-grunge. That should be a a, a, a genre of music. Mid-grunge. Mid-grunge. <laughs> what There's, would be in there? Nirvana's third album. Because Nevermind yeah. was maybe the kickoff of grunge. So In Utero would be in u- mid-grunge. mid-grunge. <laughs> versus? Yeah, versus. We got uh, Alice in Chains second, maybe. Yeah. So uh, this, this, this is definitely a mid-grunge. Some would say on the tail end of grunge. Oh, what about pre-ska? Pre-third wave ska. Ugh. Right before, um, what's that? What? Right before Real Big Fish. Yeah, right before kicked they it all off. Really, really hit. <laughs> um, but this does. You, you think this sounds like grunge? Yeah, a lot. A lot of people uh, would call it a, a sort of an answer to grunge. Uh, yeah, but not grunge oh itself. That's why think? I said mid grunge. Oh, I see. Yeah. Well, well put. <laughs> 94? That was right in the thick of it. No, it was, but I. this doesn't sound like Pearl Jam or whatever. But it was mid-grunge. Oh, all right. That's a genre of music that came out between be the 93 and 94. When do you think grunge ended officially? 95, I would say. I, I think that's sort of like... Uh, but they kept making, like Creed kept making music. I wouldn't call them grunge. But they were just Hey, by the way, speaking grunge of grunge... Bands. I went out to uh what about Silver Chair. Were they grunge? Yeah. Yeah. They were like prime grunge. Oh man. <laughs> Grunge-o primo. Platinum grunge. Speaking of grunge, I want to give a shout out to the people at Sub Pop who uh, uh I took a tour of their offices the other day huh. uh in Seattle. Um when I was there with the Comedy Bang Bang tour, it was uh, uh, uh engineer Brett uh who is not on the boards today but uh came up and did the tour with us. He is signed to uh a, a Sub Pop. Uh-huh. So we went to uh, uh it was uh, Lauren Lapkus and uh were you there Kevin? Kevin's shaking his head. That's right. He was not there. Uh, who else was, uh, uh, who else was, uh, was it like the offices they've had since the heyday? They, mo- they, they had moved once. Yeah. But they have a lot of memorabilia up oh, there, cool. like Kurt Cobain, uh, memorabilia and, uh, pick a lot of the pictures mm. and, uh, a, a lot of really cool stuff. Um, and it was uh, fascinating to mm. a lot of Peter Bag uh, art everywhere. It was fascinating to go there. Thanks for the invite. It was very cool. Um, and uh, uh, we are here talking about. Um, I don't. I don't want to say it. You I, don't. I do have to say this new reissue of the record. They've changed the scary orange to blue. Is it more or less scary? It's you? a little more soothing. I have to say, it's a little more calming. That that orange cover. When I look at it, I was. Ah! Yeah. It is so frightening. Um, they okay. Let's talk about it. They just put it out. Uh, it came out last week. Yeah. It's in our hot little hands right now. I'm, well, it's in your hot little hands. Yeah. When I say our, I mean sort of collectively. Yeah. 
Um, they sent this to us early. Yeah, we we got a uh, we got this express mailed to us. Yeah, so that's uh, fun. Yeah, but I don't have a CD player, so I was like, what am I going to do with this? <laughs> <laughs> well, you you did watch the the Blu-ray, didn't you? Well, I've seen Road Movie. Yeah, but didn't before. you say you watched part of it? Not on the Blu-ray, no. Oh, my God. Uh, I've seen it many. Who cares? All right, let's talk about the content of uh, uh, what's on this. First CD is the original album, but remastered. remastered. Sounds really good. What is the difference between, like, when they remaster it? Yeah. First of all, okay, here's my opinion of remastered albums. Yeah. Get it right the fucking first time. Yeah. Why Why do they have to remaster it? This is ridiculous. Especially since this was made in 1995 when the technology was there. 1994. To, well, sure. The tour was 95. Is that what, why yeah. I'm mixing that up? This is 25th anniversary. We're in 19... Uh, we're in 1999 no, This right is now. the 24th <laughs> anniversary. It's the 25th. They, so, call it, they call it the scary 125. So... What, the technology was there to get it right. Yes, right? just get it right the first time. I'm tired of rebuying albums. They're like, we remastered. What is the difference? Yeah. What are they? T- and here's what my opinion of what they do on remastered. All they do is they turn the volume up. Yeah. They like boost the bass a little bit. Maybe. They if clean that. it up. They get a toothbrush, put a little tooth tooth powder on there. Get tooth in there powder. And, and scrub it. Are you an alien? <laughs> no. Are you, in old movies, they put powder on their toothbrush. How old are these movies? Like, I don't know, three, four years old. <laughs> but look, I don't, I don't get the whole remastered thing. Yeah, but it does sound better than. The, How does it sound better? Have you listened to the yeah. the old one and the new one? Yeah, side by side. Yeah, um, we will be doing that by the way a little later for the uh, uh, because let's talk about let's go back to the content. Disc two is demos. Yeah. And these are all demos, uh, not of the actual songs that came out on Monster. Oh God, I said it. Yeah, you're. You're. Do I have to take over for the rest of the show? I'm sorry, Scott. These are all demos of songs that did not end up on the record. Yeah, um, which is which is weird that those are the demos that I think it's. They're all like a little more classic REM sounding, which is interesting. Yeah, it's like the stuff they got out of their system before coming up with the monster stuff. Disc three is a remix of the album uh, produced by Scott Litt. Or remixed by Scott Litt. Well, uh, I don't even... Did he not even... I think I think he... Or he supervised it or something. He supervised it because I, I was reading that and it was like... Produced by Scott Litt, remixed by someone else. Oh, oh, oh. Um, in any case, what he wanted to do was he, uh, if you read the liner notes, I'll summarize it. Um, he, back in 94, when this record came out, he was, he says he was having a hard time figuring out how to properly mix a record that had fewer instruments on it than Automatic for the People. So Automatic for the People had a lot of strings and a lot of like a lot of stuff going yeah. on. This was a more back to basics guitar album and he was having trouble figuring out how to mix this together and he's never been happy with the mix. And so when this started coming around he was like, "Hey, let me remix this shit." Yeah, he felt like the vocals were mixed way too low. Mm-hmm. Amongst other yeah. Uh, decision. So he he did the entire album. He did a completely new remix using different vocal takes. Sometimes mm-hmm. taking instruments entirely out. 
Uh, it's it's really fascinating. We'll be talking about that uh, a little bit later. Then we have a live uh, uh, two discs are live from Chicago on the uh, excuse me in June of ninety five. And uh, then we have the Blu-ray, which has uh, a 5.1 surround sound, um, high-res audio, the road movie concert film, a few music videos as well, all the music videos that came out uh, from the era. Now, we are going to be mainly talking about uh, the what's of interest to us is the uh, remix album. Mm -hmm. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Fill up time a little because I have to bend over to plug this (laughs) in. you know the. I think the overall. All right, I'm done. Oh, okay, go ahead. <laughs> um, <laughs> what were you gonna say? The overall what? The, well, the thing that's kind of the constant on the remixed album is that the vocals are way lifted. clearer. Yeah. Now, when you, you uh, when you listened to the album back in the day, you had trouble figuring out what the lyrics were. Did you not? Yeah, but that was uh, an REM. That was a staple of yes. REMs, particularly the '80s stuff. Yes. Also, the lyrics are printed for the first time yeah. in the actual booklet here. Yeah. Um, and they are a lot of them are very different than what the fans have surmised the lyrics yeah. are. Yeah. Um, that are out there on the internet. So yeah. uh, that's interesting to uh, see the corrected lyrics. Oh, hold on! I'm getting a message from our good friend uh, uh, Kevin over here. Um, what, what is that? <laughs> it's just one word. It says Carl. Carl? <laughs> Why would he send me that? <laughs> what is he Kevin, ta- explain yourself. Is he talking about his favorite restaurant? That's Carl's son. Oh, Carl was a sub pop. Oh yeah, Carl Tart. Okay, thank you. We, uh, this came. Oh, that was this came lot. during the sub pop uh, uh, discussion apparently, and I was so wondering. Carl Tart was along for the ride. Carl Tart. Oh. Believe me, he was along for that ride. <laughs> we walked over there, actually. Ah. Um, so um, let's talk about the the um, the remix record. Yeah, what were your first impressions? First well, of all, the the first song that was released publicly yeah. was "What's the Frequency, Kenneth?" Yeah, and that was the first. And we talked about it when it was released, probably a month before the record came out. Yeah, not on the show. No, 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 just yeah. you and I. You and I were, would check in occasionally. Yeah. I don't like to brag, but I have a, a, a direct line to uh, Adam here. Yeah, we text sometimes, yeah. which is like texting. I, I, yeah, I call it the hotline. Yeah, the hotline. <laughs> the REM, uh, are you talking REM, Remy, hotline. Yeah, this gets directly to you. Oh, yeah. When no, I, when, I, when I text back, it goes directly to you. Exactly. No intermediaries, nope. no assistance nope. involved. No people no, no, this teams. is pure, stripped down, unadulterated communication. Communication between the two of us. That's right. Uh, and we only use it for REM-related topics. For other topics, we, ha- we have a different phone line for each topic. <laughs> That's right. And these are hard lines, by the way. All hard lines that we've somehow... Uh, rigged for texting. I have a, a a full desk just of phones. Yep, just for all of the different subjects. And there, and I haven't. I my label maker is broken, so I haven't like labeled each of the phones of, by topic. And okay. so it's just a mess sometimes when one of them. You know, I'll I'll be getting a call from you yep. about you know like for me to babysit for you, yep. and I'll be like, which yeah. which one is this? I won't know because you only be- have one ringer for all of them, so yeah. you don't know which. <laughs> So I'm picking up going, hello? Nope. Yeah. That's dial tone. Hello. Yeah. Finally, I hit on the babysitting one. I'm like, and by that time, you've already booked we, someone else. Well, no, we're already back from our date. 
the yeah, what's the frequency, Kenneth? Came out. It's essentially the. Let's same. hear a little bit of what's the the frequency, Kenneth. Okay, so the uh, the the interesting thing that they've done on their website is they have a tool where you can play the songs, and you can toggle back and forth from the original and the remix. So let's hear a little bit of the original, and then here's the remix. Back to the original. Remix. So bass is turned up a little bit. Vocals are vocals are clearer. Here's the original. Remix. The guitar is echoier in the original. Mm-hmm. Um, one interesting thing is is they get rid of the dinka 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 dinka. Yeah. The tremolo. Yeah. Uh, which I think is the signature. Uh, a sound of that single, is it not? It's certainly part of the the hook. I don't mind it being gone just because it's fun to hear it in a, a different way. I, are we gonna do? Weird. Are we gonna do which we like better? Let's do that for each track. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um. So for what's the frequency, Kenneth? Original or remix? Adam, I like the original. I because of that tremolo. Being gone, I got to go with the original. Yeah. If that tremolo is still in, I would love the remix. I would probably like the remix better, yeah. But instead, he took out the thing that sort of makes it... it, it, I remember when that that single came out and the video and everything. It was was like, like, oh, that sounds cool. Yeah. And unfortunately, it's not there anymore. But but other than that, a great... uh, Yeah. Okay, here we go. So this is... Let's go to track two. This is Crush with Eyeliner. We will go to the original, and then we'll toggle back and forth. Here we go. This is the original. Remix. Original. Remix. What position should I wear? Original. Some vocals there. Remix, remix. All right. What do you think? I gotta go with the remix on this one. I Me like too. the remix better. Me too. Yeah. And at first, I didn't because it just sounds demo-y. Mm-hmm. But what what it kind of is with a few of these songs, it doesn't sound like they remix them as cleanly as some of the others but this one it sounds like they're playing live together yeah and the i like the layered vocals and with this and bang and blame in, in particular there's just more to discover in the songs in the original like you said it's just drum bass guitar mixed mm-hmm. really well and really guitar's super loud vocals yeah really there's just more texture to it yeah i have to say this toggle back and forth tool it really I was surprised when I listened to it because I feel like the original album is so mu- it it really highlights how muddy the yeah. original mix is, yeah. which works in some of the songs. But I will say on this toggle thing, the original sounds worse than if you like really listen just to really, a high quality yeah. version of it. But yeah. I I agree with you. This it, there's just more texture and it's it just sounds like the one thing I've always felt about the scary one is that. All the different parts, they they feel a little separated, a little studio-y. Mm-hmm. And some of these remixes sound more like a live band. Right. So. And you like live bands. I do. I don't like dead bands. No. 
It's scary. The Grateful Dead. Welcome to Terrapin Station. Ah. Um, we both prefer the remix. On we that. both prefer the remix, and we both uh, on what's the frequency? We prefer the original. So yep. we we are in total agreement. But it's one to one at this okay. point. All right, we're going to go to King of Comedy. Speaking of Skorskowski. Oh yeah. Um, and I feel like. I listen to this song and I go, is he talking about me? Yeah. You talking about me? Yeah, the king of comedy. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, let's listen. To, we'll start with the original and we'll go, toggle back and forth to the remix. This is king of comedy. This is the original. This is the original. Remix. Kill critics. Make it smart. Original. Make it remix. I'm not the king of comedy. Original. I'm not your okay. Hmm. I gotta say, I think the original takes it. Yeah. Something about the drums sound more powerful on the original. It sounds more like I know it's it's this song is a little bit of its time where the drums sound very like garbage. I mean the band garbage, which means it sounds amazing. Uh huh. Um, I'll specify if I ever say anything sounds like garbage, and I'll say not the band, like the ref uh, the refuse. Were you a fan of garbage the band? I like garbage. Yeah, okay. I mean I they're not one of my favorites of all time, but yeah. I but it, the the drum and bass and the tuk 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 sound uh-huh. like it sounds very much like garbage to me. Uh-huh. I think it just sounds better on the original. What do you think? I've never been a big fan of the song in the first place, mm-hmm. but I like the remix because, again, it sounds more like a band playing live to me rather mm-hmm. than a studio creation that was sort of outside their comfort zone and not. Right. I never felt like this was a great fit. I agree that this is my least favorite song on the record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but and I, weird that it's so prominent. It's a third song. Yeah. Didn't they tell us... They tried to play it live once. They, yeah, okay. They they said that in the interview we did. They tried yeah. to play it live once and they couldn't. They were like, this yeah. sounds like garbage. Yeah. The refuse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they struck it from the... Uh, I will the, say in the clip that they provided here, it's hard to tell the vast difference between yeah. the remix and the original, but it is quite different. Uh, we have to say that we are only able to hear 30-second clips because we could not figure out how to log in. <laughs> yeah. I think they so, probably took it down. Maybe they took it down or something like that. Um, but it's it's. Uh, f- I think you. I think people can still find it online somewhere. Oh yeah, it's on the REM HQ website. HQ website. Okay, great. Uh, let's go to I don't sleep. I dream. This is the original. Remix. Original. Remix. Original. Remix. I mean, I for me, this is a clear winner of the remix. Me too. Yeah. It sounds, because in the liner notes, they talk about how they demoed playing live in a big room. Mm-hmm. This sounds like it was just recorded live yeah. and then mixed really well. But it sounds great. It sounds really good. Yeah. And I was never huge into this song either. Really? I like this one. 
This yeah. this is uh, maybe one of my uh, favorites on the record. I, I like this one, and I think I think it just being able to hear the vocals more. Yeah, sounds great. It sounds really good. All right, so so far we have. Uh, I have uh, uh, two, two and two. I like two on the original, two on the remix, and yeah. and right now you you are three and one. You three like, and one. You like three of the remixes more. And what's the frequency, Kenneth? Is the one is the album holdout? I'm right. I'm choosing. All right, let's go to Star sixty nine. That is next. Can we turn up, turn it up a little, just so we can? Yeah, yeah. I did when you mimed. Oh, it you to did. Sorry. Yeah, Adam mimed it to me. He's you're really good at mime. I you basically like put your. Your opposable thumb uh-huh. and your forefinger and your your fuck you finger yeah. together, and you turned it to the upright, yeah, upright, and you did that, and I was like, I think he's miming a control knob, yeah. Whereas you have a laptop in front of you, I should have been going like this. <laughs> he's right now. He's taking his index his finger, fuck you finger, and he's just thrusting it downwards. All right, I'm going to turn it up just even more. All right, here we go. Now, this is Star 69. This is the original. Here we go. Remix. Original. Remix. Original. Original. Is this fun for anyone to listen to me to music with me screaming? Original. Remix. Original. <laughs> I would. I look. If you're a band out there, I would love to do this on your record. Anytime you want to just remix an album just for this purpose, let us know. just let us know. We'll scream original and remix. Yeah. Um, okay, Star sixty nine. How do you feel? I like the remix. I like the remix too. Yeah, yeah. It's so great. And yeah. also another one where the lyrics, I finally kind of figuring out what the song is about, which is crazy. It's about like yeah, we talk about this a warehouse. Uh, yeah. Oh no, this is not the one that we talk about. We talk yeah. about uh, Circus Envy on, yeah. the, on the interview. Okay, let's go to Strange Currencies, which in our previous episode about the scary one is uh, we talked about it as my favorite song on the record. Uh-huh. So it'll be interesting to hear my opinion. This is going to be interesting. <laughs> we'll hear my opinion on the other side of this. And guess what? I'm going to scream original and remix. Yay. Here we go. This is original. Uh, here's the remix. Original. Remix. You will be mine. Original. Back to the remix. You will be mine. I. Got to give it to the remix. Really? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Okay. I, yeah. I like the original. The remix sounds a little more like something from Automatic for the people to yeah. be. So I I like the sound of that record better, I, I think. I, I like the sound of the remix. I just wish he used the vocal take from, from the, original. the original. Yeah, because you're more used to that one, I would say. Yeah, but also it feels like he really figured it all out for the for the album version. And, and this remix, the vocal take, is... Beautifully it's, it's sung. Raw, it's a little raw. When he yeah. goes into the falsetto parts, it's, and some of the phrasing is a little mm-hmm. off. I am not as used to the original as you, uh-huh. I think. So yeah. I, 
just pr- I, I I think it I think it the the remix communicates the idea of the song. I think you're me. right though. A lot of these remixes sound like a lot more like the REM we knew and lo- mm-hmm. know and love before. Right. He's kind of mixing it more. I think it would be interesting to hear a version of this with the remix with the original vocal take. Can anyone do this for us? I don't. We have have Scott Lid on the show. Yeah. And and make him remix, do a second remix right in front of us us. while we hold a gun to his head. (laughs) (laughs) And say, we're going to shoot you execution style unless you do this. And we scream remix and original during during the song. (laughs) But I think the original is perfect so mm-hmm. it's hard the original is great yeah. for me it, I, this this remix was a bit of a revelation to me where I it took a really good song and sort of tweaked it a little more to my yeah. liking yeah so so far I like two of the originals you like two of the originals yes but different ones different ones but we're at four and two both for of the, us for both of us for okay. the remix okay let's go to side two this is Tongue this is the original This is the remix. Original. Remix. Original. Remix. You can hear the uh, little old tambourine a little better on the remix. Yeah. Woo, woo, tambourine coming. Tambourine coming down the train tracks, everybody. <laughs> God, wouldn't that be great if anytime on a record they started playing tambourine, they had to do that sound? Like <laughs> legally? There is the a invent- law. The inventor of the tambourine was like, look, I'll let you play this thing on your record. But you have to hire me to come to the studio <laughs> and say, and make a train woo, sound. Tambourine coming. <laughs> tambourine coming down how, the tracks, how everybody. Many people, how many bands would say, look, it's worth it? Yeah. <laughs> R.E.M. would. R.E.M. definitely would. I know that for a fact. Um, how do you feel about Tongue? Um... I think I like the remix. I like the remix too. It, again, it sounds more. It just sounds more full, crisp to me. and alive. Yeah. yeah, I like it. And but you can hear that tambo. I also have to say the other one is an album I've been I'm listening to for 25 years, essentially. So yeah. hearing these new, fresh versions, I'm a little biased towards those. Maybe, sometimes. maybe just because you're like, wow, this is cool. Yeah. But, but again, there's more texture and more to discover yeah. in some of these. Versions. I mean, in the in the episode where we talked about the record before, my main complaint with the record was it sound it was a little like a sonic assault in a way yeah. where it was like a little samey. Yeah. yeah, where by the end of it, I was just like, God, I'm tired of listening yeah. to this sound. Yeah, this is it has a little more variation. Yeah, um, let's go to so right now we're five and two, five and two for the remix. Let's go to bang and blame. Is this original? This is original. Here's the remix. Take the sass, no, 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 you bang, bang. Here's the original. Here's the remix. Original. This one's tough. Not for me. I like the remix. I like the remix too. Yeah. It's it but it's it's pretty they're both pretty similar, I got to say. I don't know. I, as What what are the differences to well, you? A seasoned 
Arium. Again, this sounds like they're playing it live. It sounds like mm. it's happening together. There's more texture. There's more. There's the bongos. guitars still sound crunchy. Yeah, but which is good. The the uh, tremolo is pulled back mm-hmm. a bit. It's not as as uh, as in. It's not at the front yeah. along with the vocal. The vocals are are more prominent. The and then in the as the song breaks down at the end before the final chorus, it's like there's bongos in there. Mm-hmm. There's acoustic guitar. I just always felt with the the original, it was again, it felt a little separate. The pieces felt yeah. too separate. Well, this was never your favorite song on this it record. It wasn't, as I recall. but I've sort of rediscovered it with this remix. I yeah. really like it. It sounds good. Yeah. So we're at uh, at this point, we're at six and two. Yeah. yeah. Wow. This remix is. Killing our A's. All right, let's go to I Took Your Name. This is original. And now the remix. Original. Remix. Original. This is a tough one for me. This is a tough one for me. I got it. I think I'm going for the original on this. Me too. Yeah. I feel like the vocal effect he put on. He put on almost like the megaphone effect. Yeah. And I don't know. Because the original doesn't have that. No, the the vocals are mixed really low. And I thought the whole point of this was to make it, although maybe maybe in Scott Litt's esteemed wisdom, he thought the the vocals should be obscured on the song just just in a different way. Just more prominent. Yeah. More prominent, but still obscured. I I like the original, though. Me too. Yeah. Okay. Wow. So we're at... uh, 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 six and three. I love that song too. Mm-hmm. Six and three. It reminds me of uh, what Coolop did not say to me when we got married. <laughs> I will not take your name. <laughs> uh, okay, this is "Let Me In," and this is uh, uh, this was the second song they released publicly. And That's right. I uh, we'll talk about it after we hear it. Here, this is "Let Me In" original. Here's the remix. Let me in. But I've got tar on my feet. And I can't see all the birds look down and laugh at me. Clumsy crawling out. Go back to the original. Remix. This is a clear, clear winner. Winner remix. Yes, by a by a mile, by a mile and a half, by a a a, a, a kilometer, by a country kilometer, inch. <laughs> a country inch. Um, um, we 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 got on the hotline uh, when yeah, this was did. released, and you you said this could have been a hit. I I. I think so. I, it sounds like a a hit from 1995 or four or whatever. Yeah, this was. I mean, the vocals are so clear. It, yeah. it like I, I know the original was almost like a blast of sonic pain. Yeah, uh, that that originally the vocals are trying to fight through of like it's just so painful yeah. the subject matter. I gotta I gotta like I'm gonna turn down my vocals. You can't even hear me on. Yeah. But in in hindsight now, I just feel like this. I. I 
on the original episode where we talked about this record, I was like, I love this song, but I just can't stand the way it was recorded. Yeah. It's it's unpleasant to listen to. Yeah. I, I understand the whole thing about the pain involved, but this is the dream version, I think. Yeah, I think also at the time that they made this record, it was a reaction to Automatic and Out of Time. And the version we love, this remix version, is far more in line with those recordings yeah. than than this. So they were trying to pull away from that and obscured the song a bit. The difference is uh, they take the organ out and then they also chop off about 20 seconds at the end, which I don't think you need those But they also, seconds. he just used a different guitar take where it's not as distorted. Oh, yeah. yeah, right. Um, but yeah, so we're at seven and three now for the remix. All right, let us go to Circus Envy. This is the original. Remix. Original. Remix. It's hard to hard to tell. tell. Hard to tell. When it's this hard to tell. Maybe I'm going to go with the original. Me too. This yeah. is always my favorite song on the record. Was it really? Yeah. All right, so we're seven and four. And this is one where the vocals are clearer on this. Or no, maybe it's because Not I really. was able to read the lyrics. Yeah. They, at the end of the song, the the character talks about climbing up in a tree and take, taking a dump on the person's head who he's obsessing about, <laughs> which I never realized before. And I was like, holy, holy, literally, literally, holy, holy shit. shit. We'll talk about that in the interview portion coming up. Um, all right, let's go to uh, the final track. This is you, and this is the original. A remix. Original. Remix. I love you crazy, just keep on. I love you. So this is clear to me. Clear to me as well. You can hear the drums are not in uh, this this portion of the song that we have the clip for. Uh, they took the drums out and had them kick in in the middle of the song. Well, they kick in right after the first chorus ends. Yeah. So it's a really dramatic, dramatic. moment. Uh, this this song in the original episode where we talked about it was was one of the songs that led me to say like I I don't yeah. like the sound of this record and this improves upon it uh, very so much yeah. I think so you're uh, right at that point in the album you're just exhausted pummeled yeah. and assaulted um, so yeah so remix wins on this for us so so we are we're eight and four is that is that where we wow. uh, wound up yeah. Pretty good remix. Yeah, it's really good. It's, it's really, really good. Cool. I'm still like discovering it and having fun listening to it. Um, yeah, I uh, I think I think Scott Litt did a, a really good job with that. And I, totally. I I'm really interested when a when a band does this. Yeah, I, especially with like a seminal album that that was in everyone's apartment at one point. Yeah, and then transferred over to the used record store. <laughs> Um, okay, we need to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about our experience. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, 
talking to uh, the 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 very band itself. Um, REM. Yeah, man. We went to uh, another city to do this, and we'll tell you all about it and play a little bit of it. In the uh, we will be Southwest. right back. It, it was not in the American Southwest. What? We'll be right back with more. Are you talking REM? Remi. the original yeah. yeah it sounds but it's it's cool it yeah. sounds good right uh this is the remix though um that was that was the remix yeah oh it was yeah oh. um i thought that you were saying that was the original uh vocal take uh but that is the remix uh which may be the same vocal take look i'm getting lost in this whole uh remix thing but uh good job on the remix scott lid hey if you want to ever want to come on this show Feel free. Yeah. Do you live around here? What's your address? We'll be there in 10. <laughs> Years. Mm-hmm. Um, Adam is reading something on his phone. You want to share with the rest of us uh, what's going on? Actually, I had just stumbled upon a post from REM. They're in NME magazine, I guess. They're in NME magazine. They're doing a lot of promotion. For yeah, I saw thing. them on uh, MSNBC the, on uh, Ari Melber's show uh, talking about uh, what else but politics. We'll be talking about that in a second. Um, so let's get to it. Yeah, this is the star of the show. Uh, uh, the story of how we came to talk to the two mics. Yeah. How did that happen? I don't know. <laughs> oh, it all started with a a text from Mike Mills a couple months ago. It did, really? Yeah. I Maybe I didn't know this. Yeah. What, what did the text say? He said, uh, do you guys want to come and uh, interview us for the Monster 25 mm. thing? And, and you forwarded it to me, and I was like, I'm too scared to talk about this record. That's right. Um, and then... Uh, then, then someone reached. Well, I know someone reached out to Engineer Brett and was like, uh, <laughs> "Let me find it because it it the actual uh, text sounded a little more uh, uh, like it would be a crazy uh, situation than what it ended up being." But it was basically like, "Hey, the band REM wants to perform in a YouTube space. D- do Adam and Scott want to come out for it?" It was something like weird like that. And we were like, like someone who didn't know they weren't a band anymore. Yeah, probably. or I have no idea what it was. But it was sort of like, what, are they getting back together and performing on yeah. YouTube or something? It was very, it was very confusing. I think it was me saying, "Yeah, totally," and then the ball started rolling, and someone reached out who maybe wasn't yeah. totally sure what it was. So in any case, we gave them our email addresses or emails address. I don't know how to pluralize that mm-hmm. properly. Um, and uh, they reached out and said, hey, uh, so this was how it was It was hyped to us originally. It was, hey, do you want to talk to, to Mike and Michael on your show? Um and we th- we said, yeah, we do. And then we realized, uh, I think everyone realized, oh, wait, it's not actually on your show. It's 
do you want to interview the guys for YouTube? Well, I think the idea was we would interview them for YouTube and use, use the, the audio. Use the audio on our as show. As an episode. But that said, we were uh, uh, cautioned that this was more of a serious interview. Yeah, just like this is to promote the thing. It's not going to be an episode. It's not going to be an episode of your show. They yeah. thought it was going to be an episode of the show first, and that's how it was said to us. Yeah. So uh, I think uh, it became complicated legally with like YouTube and the record company. It just became a whole thing. Yeah. Plus, I think that the, for this YouTube space thing, they wanted more of just an actual serious interview that talked about the record in a more yep. serious manner. They didn't want us doing our dumb shit. Yeah. Which is fine. That's fine. Yeah. You don't like our dumb shit? Fine. Um, I don't care. Yeah. You, you, people can like whatever they like. And in, in, in and now thinking back on the actual space we did the interview in, I don't know how our dumb shit would, <laughs> would have, have played. played. <laughs> it would have been terrible. <laughs> A lot, and because it's like there's only 20 people in right. the audience. It would have been really To hear them weird. laughing uncomfortably would have been. Or uh, not laughing or not at laughing all. Not laughing at all. And us going, <laughs> wasn't that funny, guys? Yeah. Um, in any case, uh, we... Thought it was a cool thing to be asked totally, to do, so totally. we we uh, agreed to do it. And they they were uh, uh, this is the people uh, who put out the reissue craft recordings. Uh, they flew us out to to uh, can can we say what city it was in? Well, all I know is it was in the American Southwest. <laughs> it was not Adam. Where were we? We were in. It was it was a little bit north and to uh, the east. The. The northeastern United the North, States? I believe it was the northeastern oh. United States. Oh, wait a second. Was it New York? It was New York City, yes. New York City, like the paste picante sauce. <laughs> yes, there, that's the thing about New York these days. Paste picante sauce everywhere. everywhere. Every, just in the streets. The streets are just filled with paste just picante like, sauce. Like seeping out of the gutters. Everyone walks around with a backpack full of tortilla chips. <laughs> yeah. You just scoop it up and eat all day long. <laughs> it's beautiful. I mean, if you have not been to New York City, you, oh. you bring your tortilla chips yep. and get there as soon as possible. It you got to bring your tortilla chips, though, because they're out of they're them. They're out of them. That's yeah. because there's so much paste picante sauce. Um, so we we got to New York. Uh, I was coming from the Comedy Bang Bang Tour, which uh, so I, I came out from Vancouver and yeah. uh, uh, got there a, a couple days earlier than you and got a chance to see the David Byrne Broadway show, which yeah. I wanted to mention. I can't Which wait is to incredible, yeah. You How long see is it. that running, dude? Running through February, I believe. All right. Um, it's incredible. The uh, 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 American Utopia on yeah. Broadway. I will say- the only Broadway show I've ever been to where two fights broke out in the audience, That's one so right in front of me. strange to me. At a David Byrne show. Well, not only that, but at a Broadway in yeah, a theater yeah. where people are like pretty much for the most part sitting down watching it. Yeah. It was very, but I, I think it was this like mook looking like, you know, older, I think he was like 60 year old. He looked like he would have been someone in The Irishman. Can oh, I just say yeah. that? Which I saw and was terrific. Right. And he, I think he was upset at these two gentlemen in front of us who like stood up at the very end of burning down the house and like applauded and yeah. danced a little bit. And he was like, hey, shit the fuck down. Hey, hey what, what's going on over here? And there was like a shoving match and Jesus. and the wife got involved and was trying to separate. And then the poor usher, who's this like 25 year old kid, yeah. it looked like, is on a, is, has an earpiece and is on a, on a comm and her eyes get wide and she's like calling over oh, security. And so 
they they separate and sit back down. But I'm like, this is a powder keg. It's going to go off in a second. Security comes over and basically like looks to see that nothing's going on right yeah. then and then leaves. I'm like, dude, you got to stick around because this is going to go off in a second. Yeah. And sure enough, a few songs later. They get pissed at each they other. They get again. pissed at each other. David Byrne says at a certain point, he says, you know, you can dance in your seats. Yeah. Like you can stand up and dance in your seats. Just don't do it in the aisles. And I think that turned into a, like, them going, see, like, you know. Oh, boy. And they started fighting again. And Were they, ev- like, punching each other? Well, they were shoving. And then everyone in the audience is, like, pointing at the guy involved, saying, security over there. And it takes a million years for security yeah. to run over again. And finally, they they have words with his his uh, wife, I believe, and um, try to ascertain what the issue is. And they finally like call him over and go, "Come here, we're kicking you out." Yeah. And he's like, "What the fuck? What, what? the fuck? These guys are dancing. <laughs> yeah, they can't dance. This is Footloose rules in yeah. this theater. I'm John Lithgow." <laughs> Oh. oh, let's go. Let's go. You got to slice the garlic. You slice it with a razor blade. Oh. oh. So they kick him out. Meanwhile, the I, Irishman was terrific. Terrific. Meanwhile, uh, I I posted that there was a fight and someone who was in the theater said, oh, yeah, there was a fight by me, too. That's so weird. And then someone else posted, yeah, there was a fight the night before, too. Like, what is going – this is happy music. Which I'm, I don't mean to give people the impression that if you go see the show, you're going you're gonna to be, like, in the middle of a fight. Yeah. I think it's just – people were treating it more like a rock show than a – than a Broadway show. It's just so odd having been to the Bruce Springsteen one, which was quite as a bit. Well, it's not a full band either. This is this is this David Byrne show has a fifteen piece yeah. band, I think, and They're it's incredible. It's incredible. Um, and and the other part of the David Byrne show was I walked in and I noticed it, and it all made sense later. But there was a sign uh, on the entrance that said the bars will remain open the entire show, wow. and I was like, oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, After, afterwards, it all made sense. Um, but, uh, incredible show. I think perhaps as good, if not better than Stop Making Sense. I mean, it's, it's really incredible. You got to check it out if you can. So we are in New York City. Uh, I'm prepping like a madman. I'm, I'm listening to the record several times. I'm reading the lyrics. I'm writing questions. What are you doing? Well, I, I didn't get there till the... Morning of? Mm-hmm. Is that what happened? Yeah, I think you got there like one in the morning, the morning of. Yeah. So you slept. I slept. Then you woke up and we did the interview. <laughs> woke up, did the interview. I don't know. I know this album back. Really yeah, exactly. Well. You don't have to do as much work as I do. Yeah. Um, but you, so, so we were, it was a little like, have I ever talked? I don't think I've talked about this for our U2 interview. Um, but, the first time we interviewed you two, we were also told to sort of dial back the humor. <laughs> we were? Yeah. Which is why we were so, I think maybe we talked about it on the actual U2 episode. Oh, because she w- said they might not get. Yeah. They were like, let's. Was it Laura said that? Yeah. Yeah. It was a little like, hey, don't, don't be, tr- yeah, try yeah, to be yeah, as yeah. funny during the interview. So when Bono started like doing jokes with us, we were yeah. just confused, yeah, yeah, which yeah. added to our nervousness. Yeah. You can hear our nervousness in the thing because we had been told, don't be funny, don't be funny. And yeah. then suddenly they're but trying I to do jokes. I think Laura was just being protective of us as well. Yes. Like they might not get your stupid jokes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then like, I think Bono likes our stupid yeah, jokes. Yeah, yeah. But um, in any case with this, it was another situation of like, don't be funny, but I think we're maybe a little more used to it at this point. So yeah. I thought we did a good job. 
I do too, and I think we had a, there were some funny bits and stuff. Yeah, like they were they were they did whatever. Some, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Michael and Mike both said have fun out there yeah, yeah. right before we did it. So I think it was a little like licensed to, yep. to but um, but it was more of a serious, thoughtful interview that yeah. we took care uh, to to try to you know, do questions that maybe they hadn't heard yes. all the time when they talk about this yes. record. And I think we, for the most part, did a good job of that, asking them things that they haven't been asked a thousand times. Like, we didn't ask if they're getting back together. We didn't ask, Oh, you know. shit, I forgot to do that. <laughs> we didn't ask about the backyard barbecue, unfortunately. Right. we did not do that. Sorry. It but was- I think this gets us a step closer to it. Oh, 100%. 100. Um, but yeah, we interestingly enough, we asked some questions that they had never been asked before. Yeah. A couple of times they said, oh, I'd never even thought about that. Yeah. That's really interesting. And also a couple pieces of information that had never been made public before. Yeah. So let's let's hear some clips. Basically, this, this whole interview is going to go up in a few days. Um, on YouTube. On YouTube. Uh, you can basically go to REM's YouTube, which is at REMHQ, and uh, just watch Watch it continuously until this pops up <laughs> in a few days. That's right. Um, but the whole thing lasted about 75 minutes, I believe. Um, yeah. They had no – at one point it was like, hey, how how do we know when we're running out of time? Do you have hand signals or a clock? Yeah. They're like, oh, I don't know. Yeah. And, and I could no, have kept going. I still had like five questions. I could I have kept to going too, but it, it was – I suddenly realized no one's ever going to give me a signal to wrap it up. Yeah. And it's my responsibility. So yeah. – oh, here's the other thing, by the way. I this is my biggest regret about the interview. I've it's popped into my head four times since then. But I realized we needed to wrap it up just because the clock said we did. No one was saying wrap it up. So I I said, um, okay, I think we're out of time, and that sounds like a pun on their record yeah. out of time. And and Michael Stipe went, ha ha, yeah. Like I was making a pun. I was, and in retrospect, there is like no other way to say that. We're running short on time, right. maybe. Right. Time seems to be right. elapsing at a rapid pace. I think I remember the audience reacting to it as well, like but you I were did, making a joke. I did not. I know. I could tell you weren't. Oh, it was, it's just, but the the ha-ha from Stipe. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> fuck you, asshole. <laughs> was, <laughs> it was like a knife in my gut. Oh, he didn't care. I know he didn't care, but it just, it like, don't name your record out of time. Like something that's going to be said a something lot in you interviews. Have to say over and over again. You oh, know, that's another like, cool thing about the interview is that he talked talked about the different record covers and his regrets about his some re- of them. Yeah, that was cool. interesting. Yeah. But don't name your record Welcome to the Show if that's right. something that's going to be said every time you go on a show. Or uh, see you later. Like what if your record <laughs> alligator? Was called, see you later. See you later, alligator. <laughs> After a while, while crocodile, crocodile. Any of those things. Don't Don't do it. Um, all right, so we're going to hear some clips. The entire 75-minute thing is going to be up on YouTube soon. Um, here's the first clip. Um, these are clips that we requested um, because, uh, Adam, you actually were the one who picked these clips. Um, do you want to talk about this first one? What is the first one? <laughs> Remember when we started this segment, I said, do you have the email? And you <laughs> No. So you can pick out these clips? Well, I don't okay. know what order you have them in there. Okay. This is this is the first one. This is about uh, we were talking about circus envy. Oh yeah, this is really cool. This is one of the kind of n- new pieces of information that 
New the, intel. New intel that we got out of the interview. We, we should just You'd, play it. And yeah, yeah. Okay, so this is uh, regarding Circus Envy. Uh, I don't know how it starts, so I just wanted to frame it a little bit. Yeah, but let's, yeah. let's hear it. Uh, one of the great things about this new uh, package or box set or whatever, it, there's lyrics to Monster, which weren't there before, and it's great to see the actual lyrics. And I, Circus Envy was always my favorite song on the record. And holy shit, Reading the lyrics, the actual lyrics, that is a crazy song. (laughs) There is, at the end of the song, the main character of the song climbs up into a tree and takes a dump on someone's head. What the fuck is going on? Yeah, that's that's my favorite song lyrically on the record. Absolutely. Okay. I, I, I love to put it in the set list live because I just laughed all oh, the way incredible. through. incredible. I would wait for that last line just so I could laugh even louder at the very end. I love that song. How did, 25 years, I didn't know that's what that lyric was. I don't know, it was my favorite song on the record. It's it's crazy. So so you really kind of went there with some of these songs. These these yeah. were very different songs for I you. I didn't hold back. That song, I mean, I can tell you the genesis of it is very very easy. It's um uh one of my favorite remains one of my favorite films of all time. Uh when I was uh 18 years old, I went to see um a young director who had just released his first feature film, which I'd seen in a midnight movie and it blew me away. So I went to hear David Lynch um talk uh, uh, to myself, I was a young punk rocker and a bunch of hippies who were, I'm not kidding, wearing army helmet. This is St. Louis, Missouri, 1978. Army helmets and pajamas. And we all showed up to see David Lynch talk about Eraserhead and sat there for two hours and he never showed. He never... Yeah, <laughs> sure. <laughs> but his next film was The Elephant Man, starring John Hurt, and who I met um, thanks to Mike Mills. Mike invited me to dinner. Uh, one night in Los Angeles, and he didn't tell me uh, that we were going to be dining with John Hurt. And wow. I, I'm, I'm, I still, um, I still kind of shudder when I think about uh, how incredible it was to meet one of my heroes. Yeah. Uh, uh, in, at any rate, there's a scene in Elephant Man where the, they pick up the carnival and they move it uh, of the night uh, past um, a lake. Uh, and that scene is where Circus Envy comes from. That scene is where Carnival uh, box box cars, whatever that song is called, Carnival of Sorts, Carnival of Sorts. Uh, came from. All wow. the circus, all the circus stuff, goes back to that scene in in, in, in the Elephant Man. Wow! Huh? So box uh, Carnival of Sorts and Circus Envy come from the same scene. Yep. Wow. Have you ever said that before? Uh, no. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> all Thank right. You. Okay. So yeah. interesting. Two. REM songs based on the same scene yeah. uh, in a Lynch movie. I and mean, in if, the moment, I was in like, the mo- in the I mo- have never heard this before. I don't think he's ever said this. And he, and he uh, gave confirmation on that. I will say if there was ever a moment that we should have done an episode of I Love Films, it would have been that. Oh, my God. I so <laughs> wanted to do a Missed opportunity. I Love Films. Oh, my God. Just talk about the greats. David Lynch. Lynch. I mean, so great. So that was really cool, and Circus Envy being a favorite song of mine, it was it was just uh, it was great. And see that that was another thing about the interview is they were really open and cool, and so I feel like the conversation went in directions that we uh, yeah we weren't uh, expecting at all. And also they're not on the grind of saying the exact same thing about this record over and over like they were 25 years ago. So they can, we we were hoping that this could be a re-examination of it of like, okay, in retrospect, how do you feel about it? Um, Which leads us to the next clip. This was a question that I asked about politics and music and politics. Let's hear it. Um, But we, we recognized 
immediately that the last time the world had seen us as a touring band was 1989 and things had changed dramatically. We were no longer in the dark days of Reagan and Bush Sr. We had moved into the, at the time, lighter, happier days of Clinton. Um, and we don't need to Monday morning quarterback that now, but, but at the time it was really, it was, it was a much needed yeah. respite. Um, and, and this was the first, the, the first record that you put out with a democratic president in your entire career. Fuck. Wow. That's crazy. I'm learning so much tonight I about... <laughs> I think you've only put out four. Wow. You put out three wow. with Clinton and one with Obama. And a few with, with Reagan, like a lot with Reagan. Yeah, that was rough. That's, that's not our fault. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't I mean, it a but, bummer how like fondly people look back on Reagan? St. Ronnie, Suck. yes, it's yeah. a real tragedy. Yeah. But, I mean, but did, did it kind of feel like, uh, like this was an opportunity to kind of politically take a break? You know, every, we're in good hands now with a Democratic president. We can talk about more ironic things. That's a, that's a really I've good question. I've never thought about it. Yeah, I've never thought about it that way before. I mean, Maybe we, there we, was an element of relief. We, we, were never, we never wanted to be thought of as a political band. We were political people who used our platform to express our feelings about things. So there were times when we would definitely pull back from the politics because it was getting, it's like I met Ted Turner one time and he said, oh, you're, you're in that political band. I was like, no, no, we're just a band that cares about what happens in the world. Yeah. So, uh, and at this point, we, when we're representing ourselves to the world, uh, there, there, is a, there is an ironic distance involved in what we did. There was a little bit of removal from, from the face that we were presenting to the, to the to the crowds that were coming to our shows after having been away for five years. So I had funky suits, Michael shaved his head. We had just a whole weird new presentation of ourselves because uh, we could. It was an opportunity to sort of redefine who we were. And that swagger, that, 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 yeah. that, that, that humor yeah. that came along with it. And, and, I, I, think, and I, I just think it was, um, it was a really good moment for that to happen. And we were looking at the world around us and realizing we had helped create that change. We had helped move things out of the 80s and into the mid 90s yeah. and we now had to respond to it in a way that made us still I hate the word still that made us as relevant as we felt like we were and that was our way of doing it so yes all those things kind of dovetailed into into this use of you know I love glam rock I mean I loved the monkeys and the archies that's where yeah. shiny happy people and get up came from so yeah. You know, and stand, no problem there. This was this was really a departure for us, and particularly following those two records. But we needed loud, raw, swaggering, big songs to perform on the '95 Monster tour, and that that's what that's what the record provided us with. We had a whole lot of new fans at that point from. Uh, people who had only heard the hits, Losing My Religion, Everybody sure. Hurts, and all that. So we just shafted them. We just said, okay, <laughs> everything you think you know about this band is wrong. Yeah. We are not going to do Automatic Part 2. We're going to present something completely different, which, which our long-term fans will understand yeah. what we're doing and why we're doing it. But all the, all the new Arivists who hadn't heard you know, anything except the hits, uh, some of them stuck with us, and some of them said, the hell with this. This is not what I signed up for. They wanted Automatic Part 2, and that's not what we provide. Yeah. I can answer the political question. I just had to think about it. What we always did and what I always did, particularly as a lyricist and the, and the front man, my job as I see it as a creative person and as an artist or as a musician was to tap into whatever was happening. And I do this really well, I think. Tap into whatever's happening in that moment and try to present it in a way that makes it make a little more sense. To try to put it in a, 
in, in, a, in a light, in a spotlight that helps us not only move through the moment that we're in, but towards something that's, that's, that's greater and hopefully more progressive and more, you know, I'm an optimist, so a better place. And that's my that that's what, how I see my job. So, if we were not um, doing quote unquote political songs at that point, it's because I felt like that wasn't necessary or needed by us at that at that moment. Uh, what was needed, I think, was the kind of upset that this record provided. It almost seems like if you were to put out a record now, which I know you may be, um, and if you were to take that sort of ironic. Uh, style with the lyrics, people would be like, there's so much going on in the world right now. You know, why put a distance between it? You know, uh, it, it almost seems like perilous times sort of call for more sincerity. Do, would you agree with that? And absolutely. It inspires, you know, one of the jobs of artists, whatever that means, is to, is to, uh, provide counterpoint to to the darkness that sometimes is in power, and so when Reagan and Bush were were in power, uh, it, you're much more inclined to speak up and, and say this is a real problem. And then when Clinton comes in, you feel like, well, okay, we we've done something about that. We don't really have to rail against it at the moment. So let's look at it from a different point of view. Okay, so that that I count as a win because I think uh, Mike Miller said, "Oh, that's interesting. I've never." Uh, thought of that before so yeah it's, hey. in, it, it's interesting too because uh michael came back to it later yeah and said and and I, I think it was on the clip where he's like oh no now i know how to yeah, answer because yeah, yeah, yeah. it was one of those you know usually when you get asked a question in an, in an interview you get asked the same things a lot so you um, have all of the so answers. you have all the answers like ready to go but this was one he actually had to think about while uh mike was talking yeah so that was cool i, th- I thought that was an interesting yeah, it was uh, a really cool response moment. um then we uh, uh, talked about you being in the drive video. Right. Um, so let's, uh, you want to hear that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Okay, here we go. Well, when my friends and I uh, put on green aprons and came by the studio to deliver coffee, pretending to be coffee people, um, and uh, knocked on the back door, you all seemed like you were having a great time. So yeah. we, we probably had a great time throwing you out of the studios. <laughs> yes. yes, you did. Just ignoring us and not letting us in. Did you, did, had you heard that story, Michael, about Adam coming to the studio? Nope. I think hey, I told what? Mike. I, I, I thought would, you were yeah. imagining that it actually happened. But no, would have been like, actually I'm like, that. you would have been 11 and green... Uh, Green aprons didn't exist then yet. Yeah, that's right. right. Okay. Green yeah. aprons were invented in 1992. I don't know if anyone knew that. Uh, no, I was in my 20s, and and we came and and uh, delivered coffee to the back. And I remember hearing what's the, what eventually was what's the frequency, Kenneth, kind of coming out of the door and being very excited. Which city? L.A. L.A. at Ocean Way. Shut Ocean up. Way. Shut yeah. up, really? Wow. You're, you're a total zelig with the band. Well, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, the other thing we should mention is that Adam is in the drive video. That's what I'm saying, yeah. Between, between you, the drive oh, yeah, video oh, wow. and yeah. the, the coffee delivery, you're just sort of inserting yourself into all these... I know. When I see the drive video, that's, there's there's all this beautiful stuff that happened behind the scenes. A river came. I remember... Him, I was going to say, I didn't know if it was okay to say, but I yeah. do remember everyone was like... Dude, it's River Phoenix, and he was uh, he was there. It was really cool. And I was making a film, uh, trying to make a film at the time with Oliver Stone, called Desperation Angels, which which ended with um, three friends, one of whom discovers he's HIV positive, um, chaining themselves to the White House uh, gates at the end of the film. Michael Oliveri, uh, who now now known for The Sopranos, was the guy who chained chains him, who discovers his status, and um, and they go on this road trip to 
try to to try to bring attention to what's happening. Um, but Oliver was the executive producer on that. He came. He was drunk, uh, uh, and he and River got in a fist fight in in in, in my trailer. Whoa! And River won. <laughs> right on. Yeah, it was it was. It was fucking cool. I don't like fighting, but it was. It was like I was like, this is awesome. Was, wow. <laughs> was that the end of your relationship with Oliver? Or no, no. I mean, he goes on and on. Yeah, he's he's got his own uh, trajectory, and I, I, I actually I have huge respect for the guy. But he did show up a little hammered, so he so he got hammered. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that was cool. So uh, I mean, obviously, we talked to Mike Mills about that, but yeah. But not uh, Stipe. Yeah. Um, afterwards, I thought of a couple other things to to ask about the video. But we were kind of nearing the end of yeah the time the interview. We were out of time. Ha <laughs> <laughs> oh! uh, ha! Yeah. But how how crazy is that about Oliver Stone and River Phoenix? Yeah, getting I th- I'd heard that some uh, like you had? I, I'd read it in a book or something. Oh my God, because uh, I remember seeing River Phoenix at the yeah other end of this giant place where we, like he was far away, but it was like holy it shit, it was obviously River Phoenix. Yeah. Um, but the fact that they got into a fight, yeah. And- Interesting. All right, one last clip, and of course you can hear the entire uh, interview and and watch it because cameras were trained upon us. Yes. Although I was not checking the cameras during the interview to make sure that they were still, you know, right on our faces. No, I made sure beforehand that there were two cameras that were super ultra close-ups on (laughs) both of our faces. Okay, good. Thank you. The entire time. That's the way I like it. Um, This is, uh, we asked, uh, uh, this is a short clip about... um, one interesting thing when we were talking to the people from Craft Recordings is that uh, uh, they had found that that this record was sort of an entry point uh, for a lot of new fans. Yeah. This is a lot of uh, a lot of fans' first REM album, so yeah. we wanted to ask about that. What we've heard from your people is you've been hearing from a lot of people that say Mon- Monster was actually their entry point to the band, which I, I just think of it as the most interesting entry point. Uh, of your whole catalog, like what it must have been like to enter the REM, you know, fandom at Monster and kind of discover you from there. Must have, because Monster, I remember at the time, everyone's saying it's their return to rock, but this doesn't sound anything like Document Green, Life Search Pageant, kind of more or rock. rocky. Or rock. It's so weird. Yeah. It is a <laughs> profoundly weird and wonderful record. Yeah, thank you. I imagine uh, just people who who started with Monster and then going, oh, well, I'll go back and check out some yeah. more of this stuff. And then they listen to Out of Time and Reckoning. they go, what the hell's going on here? So that's all right. I mean, it's, it's you know, if you make enough records, you have to keep moving. It's like a shark. You know, if you, if you sit still, you'll die. I'm, uh, yeah, I despise stasis even more than I despise sentimentality. Yeah. All right. So pretty cool. Yeah. Really f- fun. Fun time. Uh, fun time. Fun uh, times. It and was, we should say Sig and Kay and everyone from Craft Recordings were yeah, really cool. Yeah, thanks for having us. Uh, I know that uh, dealing with us is not easy. Yeah, um, we're awful. I, look, I came in and needed a steamer for my for my shirt <laughs> because I'd been on tour all week and I needed to— uh, And we uh, went through like three steamers before we found one that worked. <laughs> we did. It was a big problem. And, there, and I can just— understand that it was where they were going just wear whatever you're wearing like they don't care but i wanted to look good for it not that i look good you wanted to steam your butt yep 
I want to put steam up my butt. And then w- afterwards, we went to dinner with those guys. Yeah, I think they called an audible. Like, they were all planning on going to dinner, and I think that they wanted to see how the interview went before we were invited to it. <laughs> or if we were weirdos or yeah. assholes. And uh, and Mike and Michael both said, yeah, let's invite them to dinner. And it was very uh, – and that was uh, a lot of fun for us because I think we spent – 90 minutes to two hours eating dinner with those guys and, and having wine and, and, uh, you sat in between Michael and Mike and, and Michael said to me when I walked in here, sit next to me. And it was like, Oh, okay. And we talked about a lot of stuff. None of which I think we want to talk about publicly, but, uh, uh, they were uh, great. They were great. Cool guys. Really nice to us. And this brings us closer to the backyard barbecue. So close. Does the, does, not to say that we spent the entire dinner talking and planning the backyard barbecue, because but officially that officially not what we uh, officially we did not do that. But I will say, uh, someone is is looking into tarp rentals. Yeah. right now, uh, I might be getting some crudite pretty soon, <laughs> if you know what I mean. Uh, so, uh, does this count as as uh, Stipey being on our show? Yeah, because you just heard his voice. I heard his voice on yeah. our show. Yeah, that's true. It wasn't an. Ex- I mean, it's exclusive right now for a few days until it it comes yeah. out on YouTube. No, listen, man, this is ours. Own it. Count it. Bing. Now we need Bill Barry at some point. Yeah, we got to get uh, Bill Barry. What's up, Bill? You're listening. I know. Of course. That was exciting news during the interview is that he's yeah. kind of getting back into music. Yeah, yeah. So, well, yeah, that's uh, that was uh, something that we talked about. You can hear that uh, over there on REM's YouTube. And uh, so a cool experience. Yeah, it was it was terrific. That yeah. Was, it was really fun. Um, were you freaking out at all? Um, No. Are I, you dead inside now? A little bit. Uh, you know, when I was uh, freaking out a little was when we first – Went into that room to say yeah. hi to the guys. Because they they had cameras on. They wanted to do a little behind the scenes of like, hey, this is the first time meeting yeah. Michael, right? Let's film it. Yeah. And it was kind of a bummer, I think, for You us don't want to have to be on while you're while yeah. you're meeting someone. And none of us were comfortable. And and then the cameras left the room and we hung out for a few minutes. It was yeah, totally that fine. was fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, v- very cool. Head over to REM's... Uh, Website YouTube page, YouTube page, yeah, all they that have stuff. a channel. They have a YouTube channel. That's cool. I wish I had one. Yeah, you do. I do. Yeah, I just made it for you. Oh shit! Yeah. What's on it? It just you. Uh, let's see. It's a supercut of you farting. Oh yeah, that's all that's on there. Thank you. Yeah. I guess. Where'd you get all the the footage? Oh, I'm always filming you. What? I have a camera that's in your pants, so I get close up. What fart shots? Is that why you? Were checking my inseam the other day? You were installing a camera? No, no. I yes, I was. I was not checking your inseam to make sure you wouldn't trip you on your pant legs. Crafty son of a bitch. That's you right. you came over to my house, you were like, I gotta adjust your Scott Ock fart cam. God damn. It's a channel. All right, check that out too. Um, anything else uh, we want to talk about before we go? I, I think you know the this uh episode I think that our last episode that we did, uh we I couldn't have even talked about it. It wasn't even announced, but I directed the, a movie and you're in it. Yeah, the Between Two Ferns movie is yeah. out on Netflix if and it's I, terrific. I, I've talked about it a lot on my own podcast, so I assume everyone knows about it, but there must be some people who only listen to this show. 
um, who don't know that I did that. Um, so uh, check that out on Netflix. Between Two Ferns, the movie it was a crazy two-year-long experience for me um, with a ton of people. Adams in it and Will Ferrell, Zach Galifianakis, of course. Uh, Rudd Matthew, Matthew McConaughey, Rudd Ham, uh, uh, Brie Larson, Aquafina. Um, so many uh, Tiffany Haddish, so many great people are in it. Um, yeah, and it's awesome. Thank you. And I bet you, everyone that's listening has seen it, hopefully. Hopefully. But they should see it again. And you also are, uh, we did a full episode with you as well. Oh, yeah. Um, which I noticed you never tweeted. Did I not? No. I retweeted something. Did I'll, you? I'll tweet it out. Tweet it out. I, I did take a look at the numbers and yours was the least watched. <laughs> no. Okay. Well, then I'll tweet it out. <laughs> Um, yeah, but we've been releasing all those, those, uh, uh, all the extended interviews on Netflix is a joke, their YouTube channel. So if you're, look, if you want to make a day of it, go over to REM's YouTube, go over to Netflix's YouTube, day sorted. And then tonight, you and your kids have that, uh, going on. What were you watching again? We talked about it hours ago when we started this episode. <laughs> oh, Whatever that video was at the beginning. Oh, of the right. Thing. Yes. Okay. All right. That's anything else you want to mention? No. Nope. That's it. All right. Well, uh, that's going to be it for us. We will see you on our next episode of Are You Talking REM? Remy. And until then, we hope that you have found what you're looking for. Bye.